In this week's parasha, we read about the first building campaign in Jewish history, donating towards the building of the Mishkan. The Pasuk says, li truma. Let them take from me truma. The Mepharshim are troubled by the verb Vayichu, let them take. It would have been more accurate to say, Vayitnu, let them give. A donor doesn't take a donation, they give a donation. And here the Torah is teaching us an important lesson in giving. When we give, we are truly receiving. We are the ones benefiting. We are the ones gaining. The benefits of giving far outweighs whatever we actually give away. The very act of giving makes us better people. Giving elevates our very being. A question is asked, if someone has a thousand dollars to give to tzedakah, is it better to give it all to one person or give one dollar to a thousand people? The Rambam in his commentary on Masechtis Avay says, give one dollar to a thousand people because it ingrains within your core the spirit of giving, the spirit of generosity. He says, rather give small amounts over and over for it will shape you into a more generous person. For the act of giving, when done habitually, nurtures compassion. What you do consistently becomes your essence. The Torah says, li truma kalish, From every man, everyone can give something. If you can't donate money, donate your time, your talents, your knowledge, even a good word, a smile, or a kind gesture. Everyone can be a giver. In a world where people tend to ask, what's in it for me? What do I get out of it? The Torah teaches us that the more we give, the more we get. The Pasuk uses a strange expression, li truma. Why not the more conventional word for donation, li tzedakah, or li nedava? Why truma? So the root of the word truma is rum. When you give, you feel rum, you feel uplifted, you feel elevated. There's no greater feeling in the world than when you give. When you know you just helped someone in need. Even if you just gave them a few words of encouragement. When you give, you get that special energy. You feel an inner joy and happiness. There are two expressions of donors that are found numerous times throughout Binyan Amishkan. Kal ish we use them synonymously, but the Ramban says there's a huge difference between the two. Nadvaruchai is a lotion of Nadivas, being a donor. He's very gracious. He comes, he writes out a check, gives it to the Gabai, and then he goes home. Then there were Nasai Liboy people. Their heart motivated and inspired them. They felt a connection to the Mishkan. They wanted to be intimately involved. They had Messir Snefesh for the project. They asked the people in charge, what else do you need me to help you with? You need help with electricity, plumbing, construction, carpentry, painting, knitting. And they did whatever they could to lend a hand. The Ramban says, it's not like they discovered new skills and talents that they didn't know that they had but they dug deep within themselves and found latent potential and worked and toiled until they got the job done. Every person has within themselves tremendous koiches to go past to where they think they can go. If you're focused on the task at hand, you can grow and do things you never dreamed you can accomplish. And when you go above what you perceive you can achieve, Mesiris Nefesh L'Shem Shemayim, 
That is Nesai Libai. Initially, it might seem difficult, but it lifts you up. You feel exhilarated. And you get special siyata deshmaya to accomplish your mission. People often make this mistake. They think a Torah-observant lifestyle is so difficult. It involves so much sacrifice. I'm foregoing so much fun and pleasure. But on the contrary, this lifestyle is so much more satisfying than those who do not abide by Torah mitzvahs. And even when life seems more difficult, it is so much more rewarding in the end. As an example, look at world-class athletes. We can't even imagine the sacrifices they make on a daily basis. Michael Phelps spent thousands of hours training in a pool while his friends were out on the town partying and having fun. He wound up winning more gold medals than anyone in the history of the Olympics. Now he looks back and he thinks, I don't regret it for a moment. Sure, it was a sacrifice, all those years of training and practice, but it all paid off. In the end, it was all worth it. And he would do it all over again. And this is how we should view our commitment to living a life of Torah and mitzvahs. A story is told about a bacher from the Panovich Yeshiva that got engaged. The next day, he took his kala to get a bracha from Rav Shach. While there, the kala tells Rav Shach, I'm so committed to my future husband learning Torah. I'm willing to undergo every hardship. I will endure every difficulty. I will sleep on the floor if I have to. I will live on bread and water. I will sacrifice everything just so that he can steig and grow in his learning. After she left the room, Rav Shach turns to the chas and he tells him, please break off the engagement immediately. He said, Rabbi, why? Didn't you hear what she just said? And Rav Shach said, if the attitude is, I'm going to suffer, I'll live a life of misery, I'm going to be a martyr because I'm supporting Torah, this marriage won't last. Maybe in the beginning, the first few months, maybe a year, but then she will resent you. She'll become frustrated and bitter and depressed. A person has to feel like, I'm not giving up anything. I'm getting so much more than I'm giving. I'm living the dream. So I won't have all those materialistic luxuries. But those pleasures are fleeting and superficial. A life of Torah is true happiness. And now, we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.